Welcome back, listeners. I'm afraid that Mummy Kit Mag and Daddy Kit Pod have got divorced. So now you've got to come and live with us. They think it's all over. Welcome back to your usual weekly kit fix. Sorry we weren't with you last week. It's me again, Football Chitalia. I'm back. Who's joining me today? Hello, it's Tom at ShirtFan. And Scott at Flying Scotty. And I'm Chris Kawamia, a.k.a. Footy Shirts. Gents, I think that we should probably address the elephant in the room. You know, we rebranded, we changed our name, we've got a new format. So why the fuck have we invited Scott back? (laughs) (laughs) We can't shake him. You need I at think least it's... one voice to ground you three cunts. I was going to say, I think it's about representation. I think you have to nowadays. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for joining us again. The format's not going to change too much. We still love the guys, or some of them, at KitMag. I'm sure we're going to share lots of each other's content. So without further ado, we've got some catching up to do. Let's go into this week's news. few news items this week do we want to go with a couple of featured new releases or do we want to go with some cryptocurrency that i know has been a hot topic for a little while who wants to go first yeah let's get the crypto one out of the way it's um let's just say it's a bold and brave strategy and it'll be interesting to see to see how it goes but the the new owners of crawley who are a firm called wagme united are a cryptocurrency firm and they've announced that and it's not just the away shirt there too, actually, but the, the, the kit news this week is that they've announced that in order to buy the away kit, the third kit, you have to buy one of their NFTs. So technically, you're not actually buying the shirt. You buy the NFT and you get the shirt awarded to you for buying the NFT. They want this to be purchased with cryptocurrency. So you'll have to get your cryptocurrency, then buy your NFT to get your shirt. And they've also incorporated this into their season tickets as well so if you want a ticket for the game you have to do that through an nft as well it's not just the tickets anymore so i mean i think it's a brave decision considering the stock market value of cryptocurrency over the last couple of weeks it's it's been very low compared to what it has been before but i mean it's it's innovative they're the first ever to do it so We'll see how it goes, but if you want a shirt, you don't have to buy an NFT. So Wagme, the company that owns it, they're a cryptocurrency company. It stands for, we're all going to make it together. We're all going to make it, is what it stands for. Wagme, okay. we're all going to make it. So they're a cryptocurrency company themselves. I don't get it. Change your cash into cryptocurrency to then buy an NFT of a shirt. Do you actually get a physical version of that shirt as well then? Yeah, so once you've purchased the NFT you get the physical version of the shirt. But it's the only way you can buy the shirt. You, so you, they won't be able to go to the... Sh- I, d- I believe they won't be able to go to the store and buy the shirt. It, you buy an NFT and then it gets the shirt gets sent to you once you've purchased said NFT. It's always a positive, isn't it, when the company name sounds like a desperate plea for custom. We're all going to make it. Please, please <laughs> buy with us. But I mean, one of the things about crypto, it's so precarious, isn't it? The value. I mean, we've all seen John Terry and, and the crypto and the NFTs that he backed because they, they rock bottom, didn't they? They lost like 99% of their value. So it's interesting, mm-hmm. like through the course of the season, if you want to buy this, is it, is it the third shirt? If you want to buy this shirt, you have to buy the crypto and then the NFT. So is there a chance that could rock bottom and you could end up getting this shirt for you know, a fraction of its value if you if you wait six months. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it all depends on what price it is to buy their crypto, doesn't it? What is the value of a six-month-old Crawley shirt? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's another question entirely. <laughs> you'll you'll I, not need to be on John Terry wages to afford one anyway, that's that's for sure. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've, I feel like my dad, when I try and fucking teach him about how to use, I don't know, Facebook or an iPod or a phone, I have no idea what all of this is, but quite frankly, I'm going to sound like my dad. What a load of bollocks. Just if somebody wants to buy a shirt, let them buy a shirt. You shouldn't have to go and buy cryptocurrency and NFTs to own a football shirt for your club. Personally, I think it is an 
absolute disaster. I, I think that it's going to backfire horribly and this is not going to catch on. Nobody's going to come to me and tell me I was wrong. This is not going to catch on. The thing f- for me that I think is a bit of a, a reach is that surely, you know, the point of the NFT is that you you get this thing that is unique to you. So it's an investment in whether it, you know, the digital image or, or whatever it is. And, and there's only one. But it would surely it would need to be collectible. I mean, what what kind of an NFT or Crawley Town going to produce that is ever going to be desirable that somebody's going to be like, oh, that NFT that Scott Anderson bought, I really want. Here's money for it or whatever. I I just don't understand the it's point just... in it. Apart from as Tom said, making the company that own Crawley money. That's all this is doing. It's gateway crypto, isn't it? It's just, it's a, it's a foot in the door and then they're hoping that you're going to fall down the slippery slope of crypto once you're in, in on it. Well, but, I mean, no offence to the lovely people of Crawley, but it's somewhere that's not too far away from me. And I can assure you that it's the first technological update they've had since Windows 98. So they've picked the great place to start with this, I think. I went into a bit of a rabbit hole when I was reading about them, just, just to kind of, to see what the, the plan of all this is. If it works out, they think this is the most financially beneficial way to get the club. They, they are telling the fans that this is going to financially boost them into multiple short-term promotions. So they're like, they're going for English football domination and they think by using NFTs to sell their shirts and their tickets, this is the way they're going to do it. So, I mean, it might be an interesting one to keep an eye on. They'll probably... They'll probably make League One before Salford do, so. Very well summarised, Scott. Very well summarised. Shall we move on to some new releases that you can buy with real money? Or should we start with Venezia shirts? Because I think a lot of those are bought with credit cards. Let's go with Venezia shirts. Well, they're not going to make any real money, are they, Tom? (laughs) Well, see, I I wanted to talk about this one because I strongly have the opinion that I don't have a strong opinion on this shirt. The hyperbole and the furore around this release has dominated everyone's Twitter feeds today. People hate it. People think it's it's terrible compared to last season's shirt or the Nike shirt before that. Or some people think it, it's brilliant and, and Venezia are going in this new fashion route. But I don't think any of that stuff. And to be honest, I, I didn't think I could be, I could care so little about people's opinions on this shirt. And I know I'm weighing into that now, but it's just fine. It's fine. It's a solid shirt. It's not terrible. It's not amazing. It's just a nice long sleeve black shirt with the, the orange and green trim, which is traditional Venezia, which some people may not know as they maybe only burst into their consciousness in the last 12 months. But it actually harks back to a shirt in, from the 2001 season and it's just a fairly solid shirt release. So I'm sick of it already. I'm sick of the discussion on it and I, I just, it's fine. Just get over it, move on. Venezia shirts are for life, not just for one season. I would say I, I have what people would probably regard as a strong opinion about it because I actually like it better than last season's. But that's just because I didn't really like that shirt very much. That said, it's still not really my sort of thing. I still agree with you that it's probably just a an okay shirt. And yeah, I think that like you, I'll probably be absolutely sick of the sight with it within, within a week, to be honest. I'm going to summarise my opinion on the shirt by how many Venezia shirts I have in my collection. Zero. That being said, in fairness to it, and again, like I say, I think it's fine. It's a solid shirt. But I think when you know, when when you see it all patched up, Serie B patch, obviously, with the name set on the back, I don't know what style that's gonna be, but I think it could actually elevate it and look really nice. Tom, don't anger the beast. If you call them out for going to Serie B, they might tweet you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like them. No 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 harm intended to, to Venezia at the club. Just the the people that jump on the bandwagon, maybe. If it got that many creative people behind the scenes at the club, I should have got them involved in designing the shirt this year because it's just boring. And I know some people like it more than last year. I mean, I've never seen such a diversive opinion in terms of a shirt release for a long time. The only thing I would say is it's, it's a weird change in direction. So the club obviously needs money, it needs investment. That's why they went down the route of going with those shirts last year. And this just seems like a change of direction that peel into a different fan base or a different buyer this time around. And I guess we'll find out if it, if it works for them or not. But um, 
yeah, that's just everybody remember they came out on CFX and on Pro Direct last year about forty percent less than you could get them direct from the club when they went on sale. Unless they do, didn't you get a cool book eighty with your away shirt? It was only the first hundred and fifty people, I think. So, and I don't think they're doing it this time around. So, not yeah, you get a nice customs bill. Staying on the continent, let's move to another shirt release that's, again, caused a little bit of noise and reaction on social media with lots of comparisons to other shirts at other clubs. Mike? Yeah, so the buy-in away. A good shirt. But before we go on to comparisons, personally, I think it's a good-looking football shirt. White and gold works well. But it seems everyone seems to have a problem that it resembles, okay, it more than resembles, it looks a lot like the what I believe was the Real Madrid 2019 shirt. And my personal favourite in comparison was uh, a Swansea shirt, I don't know what year, from the, the Meet You era. And whilst I agree with that, as I stated on Twitter today, for me personally, I collect Bayern shirts, not Real Madrid or Swansea. So I'm not actually that bothered that it looks similar to what theirs did. I'll, I like the Bayern and I prefer it with a Bayern badge on. I think the problem we got for me is how, how many football kits that we see nowadays are completely unique. You know, if a team has a black and red striped away shirt like Man City, oh God, it's an AC Milan shirt. You know, it, it's it's too easy to just say it's exactly the same. Just look at the shirt and judge it for what it is. I like the shirt. It looks smart. And quite frankly, it's going to look incredible on the pitch as well, especially with that gold patch that Bayern could wear with it, the gold name set that's going to be on it. It's going to look amazing. And nobody seems to have commented on how brilliant the socks are either. They have now. I think for me, in terms of the kit, so I completely agree with you, Mike. I think Twitter has has lost their mind today for what was a very boring reason. And after the 15,000 account had tweeted that it looked like an Adidas or a, a Swansea shirt, I was pretty over the joke. But as a for you, it's perfect, isn't it? It's a nice shirt and you're a Bayern fan. It's like Adi, you know, you buy... You buy Roma shirts that people don't really like because you're a Roma fan. We're all the same. Tom with Chelsea, me with United. So I think for me, I probably won't buy it because it's not you enough and I'm not a Bayern fan. But it doesn't mean that it's a bad shirt. And if people don't really like it, we'll just get over it. Every single club in the world released an absolute banger to all the neutrals every single year. Well, we'd have no money left. Sometimes I'm quite glad when a relatively bland shirt comes out because then it means I don't have to buy it. That's the point, isn't it? You touched on it. What what I think we and the community and Twitter as a whole, when especially you know using Twitter as an example, seem to forget is when these shirt designers they put a shirt together, they're not thinking about collectors. They're thinking about a fan base. Now, the average Bayern fan give a shit that it looks like a two, three year old, four year old Real Madrid shirt. Do they even give less of a shit that it looks like an old Swansea shirt? I'm telling you now, they don't. They don't care. They care if their shirt looks good with their Bayern badge on and it looks good. And just think about that gold, the crisp gold on the on that really clean white. You're going to add the gold champions Bundesliga patch, which will look amazing. And if they wear the 10 shield as well, which is also gold. And the, with a gold name set, I mean, that shirt's going to look beautiful patched up. So the as you said, the designers have really thought about the details that will be on the shirts that year and it'll as a Bayern fan it's going to look class all patched up I've heard it's how they lured Sadio Mane to to Bayern as well because he thought he was actually joining Real Madrid Tom we're glad you're still here in terms of the comparisons though shout out to Shirt Lane I think was actually the first person I, I saw put out a comparison to the Swansea shirts so credit where credit's due not to bring politics into the pod, but if one more account tweets get fucking Big Sam until the end of the season, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. It wasn't funny the first time, and it's not funny now. It's amazing what we started when you think we only resigned from Kitmag on Sunday, and then all of those people started resigning from their jobs the following day. How happy are Spurs fans right now? There's someone with an emptier cabinet than them. <laughs> meme after meme. It's a meme train, this pod now. <laughs> So we've got a little bit of catching up to do, gents, in terms of new releases. So should we stick to the same format? And we're going to do some quick-fire new releases. Everybody ready? So first up, we've got a promoted team in this league to Serie B with a new badge. We've got Medina. It's, uh, it's the best shirt Norwich have never had. I love it. Classy, elegant. 
Great badge. Rio Oviedo's away shirt harked back to the mid 90s. Despite the retro influence, I think it's a really good modern shirt. It reminds me of Real Betis. It's, yeah, funky. Yeah, love it. Great modern twist on a classic throwback. The perfect marriage. Better than Kit Mag and Kit Pods. Bologna and Macron kicks off again this week. I've just written elegant. I think this is going to look great in hands, this shirt, up close. Yeah, love the jacquard detail. Brilliant. Bit of noise around this next one. AC Milan's home shirt. Dog shirt. Underrated. Fucking horrendous. Hang on, can we... I know it's Hang on, yeah. Can we, we just go back to Tom here? Come on. I just think, okay, it's a little bit haphazard. It's a little bit slapdash, a little untidy. But I think that Scudetto shield improves everything massively. And I think it'll be a grower. That's my prediction. Lost the words. <laughs> Should we just carry on edit edit some out for the rest of us? Uh, let's go to stay in Italy. Let's go to Lazio home and debut with Mizuno. Uh, it's real cool, but I can't see past the fact that someone said that the uh, sponsor sounds like Brian Badonde saying <laughs> finance. <laughs> so, so my my word for it is just finance. <laughs> I really like it, but you've ruined it. <laughs> I think it's. I think they're. I think they're exceptional <laughs> the only thing i think is uh, funny it's like a gender neutral finance company there is time there is time so you like the away scott mike tom what your what's your view on the away i'm i'm less keen on the away i'm not sure where the where the yellow comes from where that comes into it but the home is superb i think i think i prefer the away of the home to be honest I think home's good but i think i've had a couple of better ones over the last few years but the away looks really good it's not officially out yet but it is on sale so arsenal away it's classy, re- really good. I'm a big fan of that, unfortunately, bloody Arsenal. But yeah, like the LAFC shirt, it's a, it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah, disappointed in how good it is because it's an Arsenal shirt. And the most important feature is the pattern continues on the back. Always a thumbs up from you, Scotty. Blackburn Rovers, Lancashire's finest. Just Blackburn, isn't it? Yeah, not yeah, not a lot you can say. I don't, the sponsor ruins it. Yeah, standard Blackburn shirt. But the thing is, their Macron shirts fit really nice, so they're the fans will get a good Blackburn shirt out of it. How can you say the sponsor ruins it, Tom? I think it's totally wicked. Oh. <laughs> you little devil. Jeez. <laughs> oh, we were critical of a home shirt, but Middlesbrough's away shirt came out. Yeah, I like this one. It's decent. Good effort from Mary. I like it. I think with macaroni modelling this, it reminds me of a Pescara shirt. Yeah, lovely shirt. Shit sponsor. Bournemouth back into the Premier League with their new Umbro outfit. Love it. Umbrover absolutely smashed it. Absolutely love it. I like it. It needed the solid uh, cuffs, though. I think that helps. I think it's a great use of how you can change a very simple and traditional design and make it different enough to have people buy it. Bayer Leverkusen ended their long association with Jayco and moved across to Castore. We saw the new home shirt. I'm going to say it's good for Castore, but that bar's not very fucking high, is it? I just think it's bland, very uninspiring. Yeah, I was going to say vanilla. It's not neither good nor shit. Chelsea, finally, we've seen it leaked a few times, but they launched their uh, their home shirt last Thursday. It's horrific, and they've done just what I predicted, and they are the first team to ruin that brilliant night template. Yeah, it's it's awful. Cryptocurrency sponsor on the sleeve, the free on the front, terrible, terrible collar, shocking shirt. I just love that Chelsea shirts are so crap because of Tom. <laughs> Nike killing us. Think, the only thing you can be thankful of is you won't have that fucking donkey's name on the back this year. <laughs> really hammered that point home, Scott. So let's move on to West Ham's away shirt. Same shirt, different cuffs. Cuffs don't do enough to save it, I don't think. Well, I like it, actually. I think monochrome badge, black shirt, cool cuffs. I think it would be, if I was a fan, I'd probably be pretty happy with it. Sunderland back up to the championship with their new Nike outfit. Very, very standard. Looks a bit cookie cutter template, even for a striped shirt. Quite like it. Like they're back with Nike. Weren't Sunderland the first Nike shirt in Europe, I think? Nice symmetry there. Team wear crap sponsor. Yeah, we can pick up with pace. We've got a few more to go here. Uh, Sassuolo home. Best of the ship humours. Solid. Reminds me of that Ajax Adidas template from a few years back. Another Puma disaster. Southampton away. Wavy. Yeah, really groovy. I like it. Yeah, love it. If they get rid of that sponsor, it would be perfect. Speaking of getting rid of sponsors, we've got Boca Juniors home shirt. Or, um, yeah, I don't like it. Just, yeah. Yeah, looks team wary again. Not a fan. And up to north of the border, Celtics home shirt. 
I think it's some smart. I really like it. Nice, nice detail in the stripes. I like it. I love it when they have the the silver the silver stripes on these Celtic shirts. Silver detail on a Celtic shirt. I like it. Yeah, Tom is reading my mind. The silver stripes and the silver star look really classy against the white. And we'll finish off with New Balance and Lille. A home is okay away. Very clean. No, so home is good. Sorry, away is just just okay. Home is is a great shirt. I think works. Yeah, I'm not really into either of them, if I'm honest. I think, yeah, the home's interesting, but I wouldn't say it's good. Yeah, so it's another one with the uh, the Kazoo sponsors jointing Kazoo, isn't it? Been a few, quite a few. Does anybody know how many? I think I do, but I'll let Scott humiliate himself first. I was thinking about Everton, and then I realised that they, they lost their one. So, I mean, to, honestly, so we got Villa. Lille's a giveaway because it's there. Valencia, I only know because they had that really cool um the new badge. So they were one. That's three. <laughs> um it was a German team that recently released a kit, didn't they? Uh oh, Freiburg. That's Man. four. How many how many? I am not Got sure I can three go to go four. so far from what we've seen. Three to go. Three, three to go. We did talk about one of them in the roundup. You like the sublimated pattern or the jackard pattern. Oh it? yeah, Bologna. Five. I don't think I'll be able to get. Didn't I know they announced they announced a team in Spain, but they've not released the shirt, so I can't remember the name of the team. <laughs> Sociedad were one. Okay, there we go. So there's only one more. I'll never get it. I can't. One more to go. I think South of France, Marseille, Marseille. Oh yeah. They've oh, yeah. not released yeah. the shirt either yet, have they? I was just going through them. I've written Marseille down, but I must have been not listening to see what other ones you said and I thought Marseille had been said. <laughs> the Marseille shirt is out, Scott. It was just so boring. I didn't bother including it in a roundup. Ah, uh, okay. But no, very good, very good knowledge. It's good to see that some of you do follow the Twitter account that we've put out. And if anybody else doesn't follow the Twitter account, and now is your chance to do so. We're at They Think Kiss. So speaking of new sponsors, and they've heavily ruined a lot of this week's new releases does anybody have any sponsors from this year or current years that they think looks good new sponsors I do I've got one actually because it's a kit we haven't talked about that was out recently there's two reasons why I think it's good so have any of you seen the, the Plymouth Argyle shirts that were dropped recently mm. it would seem that Puma are doing better things for the lower tier UK clubs than they are for some of the top ones in Europe my particular favourite was I think it was the I think it's the away shirt. I could be wrong. It could be a third, but so, you know, someone will correct that, no doubt. But it is a quality-looking shirt. Really, really smart. Inspired by the '96 third division playoff win at Wembley shirt. And I think that at this one kit, some them some this up the best because he simply wrote that if this was a Borussia Mönchengladbach shirt, Twitter would be losing its shit. And he is absolutely spot on because they would. But one of my favourite things about that is that it's actually sponsored by something called Project 35. So that's actually a charity sponsor. So basically it's it's a, a local initiative within Plymouth where they're essentially working to try and reduce child poverty. Um, I, I think that not only is it an incredible sponsor for what it's doing, but on that particular shirt, it looks absolutely sublime as well. It, it fits perfectly onto the shirt. I'm actually a big fan of the kazoo sponsors on the shirts. I know a lot of people think they're terrible and they don't seem very popular. That Marseille one, I know, got a really bad reception, but I think they're pretty good. The kazoo themselves show a bit of a willingness to to alter the colour of the logo to match the shirt design. I think the Sociedad is a bad example of the of the sponsor because it's boxed in the stripes, which looks terrible. But then on other designs, they've you know they've jazzed it up. They've put a nice border around the Kazoo logo, and it fits in with the Freiburg shirt that they've done that. And I think actually it's pretty unintrusive and not a bad sponsor. And then also a shout out for Spotify on those new Barcelona shirts. I think that is going to be potentially a classic sponsor on what looks like already a, a, a two two shirts that will be classics in the future I think I've got to say as a Villa fan I, I don't disagree too much about what you said about the Kazoo sponsor it's not it's not that bad I mean we followed on from a couple of betting sponsors so it was nice a, not to have the betting sponsor on there and you're right it, it you know they're willing to change the colour for a kit we've seen that across a lot of the ones that they're doing I think the only problem for me I think was it um, Kit for Brains on Twitter that summed it up the best 
because Villa are now made by Castori and sponsored by Kazoo. So we're literally the most 2022 football team in the world. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a terrible combo. You know, the sponsor I like this year, and I'm probably going to get criticised for this massively, I love that Utrecht away shirt with a, with a massive T. I love it. I think I think the fact that, you know, the, old, the Bayern shirts used to have the T, you had the T-Mobile. I think it looks class. They've just got rid of the text from mobile and just got the big T. I think it looks brilliant. I like the shirt. I like the colorway. And do you know, if I was a, if I was sponsoring a team, I'd want my sponsor as big as possible so everybody can see it. They, I don't know what they're paying you, Trek, but um, they've definitely got their way on that because it overpowers the shirt completely. I, th- I think that there is a reason behind it being so big. There was a lot of on, on a lot of the leaks with the new buying kit. There was a lot of talk that that was going to be the sponsor that was on the front because obviously they're they're sponsored by the T Group as well, buying. But they they've just got additional dots, which which makes the sponsor look longer on the shirt. The problem is when you reduce that width to just a T with two dots, there's zero width. So if that was your standard size, it would disappear within the shirt. So it's it's that extra width that's given by the usual dots along with it, which makes it look like a sponsor. So when you see that single T on the buy and training stuff, it looks tiny, and I can kind of understand why they've they've blown it up a little bit. There we go, everybody. See, it's about width. It's not just about length. <laughs> I pity the fool that don't like that Utrecht shirt as well. <laughs> that wraps up the news and kit releases this week. Let's move on to kit history. Kid history, kid history, we haven't made it up. Kid history, kid history, we read it on Wikipedia. Right, this week we are going to the MLS for the first time. So, as most people know, MLS started in 1996. There's not a lot in the way of actual kit history, despite some of the amazing designs that we used to see. There's not a lot known about where those designs come from because it would appear that a lot of them came from locked rooms with designers that were on back in speed or something or or some sort of hallucinogenic. Nobody really knows. But anyway, you know, we did get some good shirts. We got the the cool mutiny shirts, my favourites, the Wiz. And one of the popular ones was the LA Galaxy, which, as everybody knows, was kind of half and half teal and black with some yellow and red trim. They stuck with that for a few years, a couple of different combinations of the colours. They, they settled on a sash for a few years, but then something big happened and they signed this little guy called, I'm going to, I'm checking my notes, David Beckham. Is that, is that right, Scott? Is that how you pronounce it? anyway when he arrived at the club they decided the whole club just needed a complete overhaul so i think what must be a first is one player ended up changing the entire image of a club so they decided to change the club crest and they changed the club kits too and i believe they actually changed the mid-season as well which obviously is almost completely unheard of so that season was the first season that LA Galaxy adopted the white as their home kit. There's a couple of different reasons why people think that might have been the case, but it is widely thought that one of the the, the thought processes behind the owners was to actually resemble Real Madrid. And the reason they wanted to do that is because David Beckham is the most recognisable player in the whole world and they did not want to lose that image. So it makes sense. And my favourite part about it is I think it just, it takes us full cycle because Back in the late 1890s, early 1900s, clubs were renowned for getting their kits simply by copying the most successful teams. Aston Villa copied Hearts when they were successful in, in Scotland. Everybody knows West Ham copied Aston Villa, um, as, along with a few other clubs as well. So, yeah, I just love the fact that it, it goes full, full circle back to teams mimicking the more successful. Scott, we having this as truth or not? Yeah, that's that's everything I've read about it is exactly as Mike has stated it there. The the owner, the owner once he once they knew that they'd got Beckham signed was obsessed with making an American Galacticos, so it's they literally changed it to white and they already had Adidas so that they could resemble Real Madrid. Which I mean, it's a great story because it's absolutely mental that 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 one player could the arrival of one player could could change an entire team's badge colorway ethos it was yeah it was and an interesting addition to the kit story from mike is that 
David Beckham was the reason they cre- created what is known as the desi- designated player rule. So because American soccer follows the same wage structure as all the other American sports, which is, you know, you draft from college and you go and they actually have a salary cap. So obviously there was not a chance in hell they were going to be able to sign David Beckham with the salary cap because, I mean, he made more than the entire team added together. So that's where the designated player rule came from. So he, so, you know, that's David Beckham moved to the MLS and he literally transformed the look of and the structure of the entire league. And they spelled his name correctly, Mike, for every season he was there. For this week's feature, I actually got to talk about Aston Villa without being told to shut the fuck up. So welcome listeners to this week's feature and we have a really special guest with us today and that is Mr. Dan Bardell. And Dan is a multi-talented individual. He's a podcaster for The Athletic. He is a presenter and host of Aston Villa YouTube channel, The Villa View. And I think soon to be seen on Sky Sports News. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, I've, I've been on a few times in the morning, the, the dark early hours of 7.30 when they have you on, on on Zoom and they split the screen four ways. But I'm actually going to be in the studio in August nice. for, the, uh, for the transfer stuff. So yeah, lo- looking forward to that. Nice. I know you've got a, a really busy summer schedule ahead of you. Lots of things going on. Is there anything perhaps you want to tell us about that you've got planned? Uh, I'm doing the Commonwealth Games and I'm doing the triathlon. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I know absolutely nothing about the triathlon. So that, so that could be interesting, <laughs> hosting something that I've got absolutely no clue about. But I'm going I'm to make sure that I've, I've learned a few bits and pieces before I start. But I was told that it wasn't a prerequisite to, to know about the triathlon. I think I'm just more of the event host what walking around the venue and, t- and talking to people interviewing people so hopefully it should be okay but yeah unusual for me to be doing something that's not football <laughs> yeah and again we're really glad that you've agreed to come on to this it's, it's really nice of you we've been looking forward to to chatting to you and of course i think the, the best place to start obviously a huge aston villa fan host of the villa view and the big news aston villa this summer at the moment is the new kits and the new kit yeah. supply which is castor have you had a chance to, to look at those or have any thoughts about those kits? I've seen the leaked images, but then I got told that the leaked images weren't a fair reflection of what the kits are, are actually going to be like. So I think the basically the the, the colour and the design will be the same, but perhaps the quality of the kit will look better in real life than it did on the photos that were released. But I went down to the shop yesterday and bought a few bits of the training wear because the training wear came out on Monday. So I've, I've got like um, a training t-shirt, training shorts and like the quarter zip top and they decent quality different kind of material to capper and they've got rid of the rubberized badges badges i mean only villa fans all know about the rubberized badges villa fans seem to be obsessed with them on so on social media so decent i mean for me villa's kits have never been the same since since reebok but i'm sure we'll come on to that i'll say so you say the quality is not bad because i think that's the thing that everybody is kind of keen to see because i think we we've heard obviously you only hear what other people have said on on social media and i think rangers being a big one there's a lot of talk of, of bad quality but i think maybe villa fans might be ready for it with the start we had with kappa because it wasn't a brilliant start when it came to the quality but hopefully then from what you've seen that that should be all right i said the fits a lot kinder so i'm a i was a large <laughs> in kappa and i'm a, I'm a medium in, in castor so yeah it's not as snug as the, as the kappa stuff that's that's the only issue with kappa isn't it you know you, you, I, I really liked the stuff if you want the player fit stuff, it's not very forgiving at all, even if you're in decent nick. I mean, I like to think I'm in okay shape, not, not anything brilliant by any stretch of the imagination, but even the players sometimes in the cap of stuff, it makes them look a little bit fat. So if you're <laughs> average Joe on the street, there's a few problems at times. Yeah, they're, they're, to be honest with you, they're one of the very, very few shirts that I don't need a small in. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got one of the the player, the elite fit ones from the first season with Kappa, and it's pretty much the only shirt... I've ever bought in a small that I would regard as probably being a little bit too small. So really? you did touch on on Reebok. So um, if Tom's happy, I'm going to get straight into talking about what we were, wanted you here for. Go for it. I know you're a, you're a fan of '90s kits, aren't you? And also you've touched on on Reebok. So I mean, my favourites were Asics because that's when I I became a Villa fan because my dad was a Liverpool fan and I turned against him and chose Villa. But obviously, you've touched on Reebok being your favourite then. Yeah, I think that was when I started to 
understand football properly. So when I would have started going to the Villa probably about 1992, it would have been the, the mitocopiers kit. But you obviously go in there as a kid, you, you have a real grasp of the game, do you, when, when you first start going. And then we moved on to the Muller kits, which was something completely different. You know, I remember them really, really fondly because Villa won a cup in, in that shirt. It was, it was a really good team and they beat Manchester United in the Coca-Cola Cup final. But when they went to those Reebok shirts and Brian Little was in charge, that was when I, I really think of that. I, I started to get a grasp on football and I understood it. And that was when I, I was really into it. You know, I was, I'd had a season ticket for a few years, but then I was going every week in the whole end with my dad. And I just remember those kits fondly. Again, they managed to win a Coca-Cola Cup. They've won absolutely nothing since. But, you know, they were good, good times when I thought the Villa won a cup every few seasons. So I just think that those Reebok kits, they're the ones that probably resonate with me a little bit more because I was a little bit older. I just have fun memories. Some of my favourite players played in, in, in that kit as well. So, yeah, Reebok for me is, is where my love of football shirts probably started. We had a, a really good chat with the ex-director of football for Reebok in the 90s a couple of weeks ago. And he told us some great Doug Ellis stories about how he was a oh, yeah. notoriously difficult negotiator and, and how a lot of those chats with Reebok were done with a, a few glasses of whiskey in between. <laughs> so, I mean, it could have been a very different story, I guess, if, if Doug had, had had a slightly different outlook on those uh, Reebok kits. But I'm just looking at those Reebok ones myself. And the, the one that really stands out for me as a, as a non-Villa fan is that 97, 98 away kit, the, the white with the, the light blue on the, yeah. on the top. Do you have a particular favourite from, from that era? Probably the 95 to 97, the, I don't even know if it's navy blue, it's like a very, very dark blue AST computers kicks up. That was would have probably been the second ever Villa shirt that, that I ever had. And I remember going to the club shop, I can remember it quite vividly really. I remember going to the club shop and knowing that I was going to get eight Draper on the back and get it printed and then you've got the little Reebok on the, on the back of the, the number. So yeah. Just that was probably my favourite, just because it was one of the earlier ones that I had. It was probably the first away shirt I had because I think I would have had the, the home Muller one. Looking back, so it was just it was something different. And again, it was when I was really falling in love with Villa properly. So that that would probably be my favourite from the Reebok era. That trio of kits we had were amazing. I'd speak to a few people about them all the time. And funnily enough, my first ever Villa kit was the the white version that oh, obviously yeah. is exactly the same template. And yeah, though I think. I probably agree with you as much as now uh, looking back in hindsight, I probably prefer the, the assets kits just, you know, aesthetically and to look at, I think that period of Villa was peak for a lot of Villa fans. I think that we had a, such a good side at the turn of the century as well, with some incredible players in there. And I guess that I would lead me on to my next question. Like obviously we, as kit geeks, we talk about the connection between shirts and memories all the time. And obviously you've touched on it there. So aside from the Reebok shirts, what other shirts stick in your memory, you know, as, as good shirts, mainly for performances on the pitch or occasions or special moments? Probably, I don't know, it's fairly recent, but probably the Luke Roper shirts, just because of, of what they stood for. And now with the shirts that Villa got, got promoted in, I mean, I, I know Luke reasonably well. I didn't know him until he was making the kits for Villa. So I know how much that it meant to him to be able to do that. And the fact that, you know, there's so many iconic images in that kit and Villa had that 10 game run in those shirts as well, where just every week it was a pleasure to go and watch them. It was a pleasure to go to Villa Park and you, you felt like they could beat anyone. I know it was the championship and I'd never re- ever enjoyed Villa being in the championship until that 10 game run. So I felt like that kit, they're, they're quite iconic. Just ev- everything about the home kit was, was right. I know it didn't have the blue sleeves, but the shade of claret was was bang on. It was just really smart. Kits, the white away shirt was really, really nice. And then I always think the third shirt should be something different. And that, and that for me, you know, the third shirt was different and it really grew on me. And I just think those three kits together, the fact they were made by a Villa fan, you know, a Villa fan was a manager and a Villa fan was captain in the side as well. I think those kits will forever be special. And, you know, they go for big money on eBay already, don't they? They're not even that old. They do. But people want to have them all. I'm, I'm lucky enough that, that I've got... I've got them all. They're just really, really special shirts. And, you know, I wear quite a lot of, of Luke Roper stuff that they send me loads of gear all the time. They're just, I like what they stand for as a company. They're all good people that work there. And most of them are Villa fans as well. So for me, it was just something different. It was something special. You're not going to have many fans of a team make a kit at a, at a big club like Villa or, or a club anywhere. So for what all that stood for and what it meant, I think, I think probably those Luke Roper kits. Again, coming into this as a neutral, I think that home shirt, Luke Roper home shirt, is 
a, a beautifully crafted shirt as, as someone mm. that's not a Villa fan. It's just really, really smart. One thing I don't know, though, and I'm going to ask you guys, because I guess a lot of listeners might not know either. Why was that association only one year? Because it was so well received, but Luke Roper only made those kits for one year. Um, I do actually know why it was why it was only one year. So I don't know what the agreement was to begin with. I think it was probably for longer. I'd be careful I don't get myself in trouble to saying too much. I'll go work out how I tell how I tell this in the right way. Obviously, Villa had a bit of a erratic owner at the time when that deal was signed in, in Dr. Tony. So that deal was signed off. That they, they just I think they really liked the fact that it was a, a local company and they tried to do something different. Then basically the new owners came and who were obviously really, really astute businessmen. And I don't think that deal was financially great for Villa. I mean, we couldn't pay the tax bill at the end of the, of the season before, so that probably tells you everything you need to know about how we were with money. But then the, these, these guys came in who were, who were proper and basically the, the deal wasn't wasn't great. So they, they got a, pro- a proper deal in basically for more money. I believe it was something along those lines. I might have got little bits wrong here and there, but I don't think it was just a one-year deal initially. I just think the new owners didn't like didn't like the deal really. But Luke, Luke Roper is still associated with the club. They're still make gear for, for Aston Villa, a lot of smart formal wear that, go, that goes in the shop. They're still one of the club affiliates as well. So there's a good relationship between Luke Roper and the club. But I think from a kit point of view, making kits, I don't think it was a particularly lucrative one for Villa. So they, they changed it, I think. There was a few, um, I don't know if you would call it supply issues, but obviously I think one of the reasons they're so expensive to get if you want to buy them now is because there were just weren't any left, were there? I remember yeah, madness. I, 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 was, I got the home straight away. Sad. And I thought I, I thought I'd be clever and wait till the end of the season and get the away in the third, and that backfired horribly because I still don't have the third to this day. I'm, third uh, one's borderline impossible now because I was yeah. the same. I had the home and the away, and then it got to the end of the season, and I was we beat Rotherham, didn't we? And I was like, I really like that shirt. Now it was a, it was a really important game for Villa getting promoted. Stupid Villa goes to Rotherham and winning it been a really important game to people who aren't Villa fans. It was a massive game for Villa. They went down to ten men, one two one. Scored an unbelievable goal, Jack Grealish. And I was like, I want that shirt, but you can't get it anywhere. So I utilised some contacts to to get to get one from the club. Luckily, I was quite friendly with Conor Harahan, so I asked him if he, if he had any knocking around, and luckily he had one, so I managed to get one. But I don't think they even sold them in extra small. But he was wearing an extra small, and I tell you what, worse than Kappa. I can't wear it, <laughs> but at least I've got it. I'm without contact, so my best odds at the moment. I'm happy to say this because this won't go out until after it's ended. But I'm watching one on eBay with uh, oh, Tanzebi yeah. on the back. So oh, really? fingers crossed, I might finally get one. But um, but yeah, I think because the fir- I think the first game we wore it in was it the League Cup game against Yeovil that one. So that, yeah, that, yeah. And I, I I think everybody had this feeling we might only wear it for that game and it might never be seen again. <laughs> we didn't wear it loads, but, I don't think. I can't remember no, too many no. games wearing it. I remember the Rotherham game. I can't remember many others in that shirt. Yeah, I've got an image of Tammy in it in my head. So at some point, obviously, maybe it could have been the Rotherham game that you talk about, but he, he I remember definitely seeing him in it. But no, they're great shirts. It's, it's a shame that a partnership didn't carry on because I think to have them for our first year back in the Premier League would have been amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. So. For, for the benefit of the listeners as well, we, we are recording this with our cameras on and I can see Dan is wearing a Roma shirt and Mike, of course, just mentioned Tammy Abraham, and now the link has struck me. Is that why you've got that Roma shirt on, Dan? Part of it, his name is actually on the back of the shirt as well. I wouldn't say, I, you know, when people say they support a foreign team, I, I don't really. But when I was 16, I had, you know, that really fine. I think they won the league, and it the Kappa Roma shirt that they won the league. In. Yeah. And they were skin tight, weren't they? And, you know, I was in good, really good shape when I was 16, to be fair. So I. Remember asking for one for my birth, my 16th birth, and I got the 16 Bardell on the back of it. And Roma won the league that season. And I just, I've always liked Roma probably since then because of that, that Batish Duta, Totti, they were all playing at that time. Classic. They won the league. And I had that shirt and I absolutely, I wore that shirt to death. I don't know where it is now. I haven't got it anymore. You know, that shirt would have been walking on its own. I wore, I wore it that much. <laughs> So I just thought Tammy Abraham went there. It's quite unusual for a, a British player to go abroad. So I just thought, you know what, I'll get, I'll treat myself to one. So I, so I got myself the, the Roma shirt last season. You know that I've got, it's got the Europa Conference badge off wrong sleeve. It's got the Europa Conference badge on it as well. And you know they won the Europa Conference League. So you, you never know in a few years' time, it might be a decent shirt to have in the collection. 
it's one of those that's very high on my list as a Chelsea fan. I love Tammy. Love him. Yeah. I'm so glad to see him doing so well out there as well. Even though I wish he, he was still doing it in London. But there we go. It's interesting you mentioned your contact with Conor Hurrihan there and that shirt that he was able to, to source for you. And I know that you do collect quite a lot of match-worn shirts as well. Try to. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's see, not always easy. To some people in the kick, kick collecting world, it's like this other world of collecting yeah because it's so there's so much kind of intrigue and mystery to it and also that you have you know unless you've got a rock solid source you have to do quite a lot of digging to find out provenance and that kind of thing but what kind of shirts do you have in your collection along those lines then this, this was something that really until until then i probably wasn't bothered about until i got that shirt off connor and it was an actual player shirt i can't remember if i even had any at that point i probably, I probably didn't so i was just I became interested in it off the, off the back of that, really. So I've got a pretty good eye in terms of I know if things are match-worn. I, I know Villa inside out, so I know the history of the kits. And Michael knows as well the, the little details that you can tell if something's been match-worn. Someone might put something up on eBay and they don't know that it, that it's match-worn. I've picked up a, a Jack Reddish Luke away shirt because someone thought I simply didn't know what they had, I don't think. So I got it for like 60 quid, 70 quid or, or something. But I knew Insane. they'd wore that shirt in a friendly. I knew Grealish wore an extra small and it was a number 10. So he hasn't got his name on the back. It's just a number 10, but I knew it was his shirt. So I've, I've got that. I've got uh, the, you know, the playoff final that Villa lost to Fulham. Yeah. So each player got given two shirts. So I've got Grealish's other shirt that he didn't wear, basically, from that from that playoff final as well. And again, you, you know, I've got it from Villa, so I know it, I know it's genuine in, yeah, anyway, but it's got the recon at the, at the bottom of it. Yeah, with, with, Villa, with Villa stuff, usually it's come from someone that I know, so I know I know it's genuine. So I don't think I've even got any match-worn shirts that aren't Villa. I've got a McGinn, Luke Roper home shirt that's a, a, a match-worn one that's signed by him as well. I've got an Emmy Martinez top from the lockdown season. We lost to Spurs in that game, and it's still he's muddy and smells. I've got, even though I've washed it, I can't I can't get it out. But yeah, I've got I've got that as well. I can't I can't think of too many others that I do have. But it is like you say, it's just a different world, and it's something that I wasn't really aware of. But you know, now my preference is if I'm trying to get hold of a shirt from somewhere, or if it's on eBay, or I'm going to spend big money on a shirt. I'll, my preference would be that it's a, a match shirt, or at least a player issue shirt. Hmm. See, I think uh, I might be wrong on this, but I think I recall at some point you might have shared this. Have you have you got those um the the white underarmers that were never commercially available? Have you have you got? I got one. I got one yeah. of them, but that's a. I don't know whether you know him, my friend. He's an AVFC kit geek on um on Twitter, John, my friend John. He basically went into a charity shop to donate some stuff, and they randomly had some Villa gear in this charity shop. And Villa had that third shirt that they never wore. It was never it was never released. So the only ones that were ever made of it were player issue shirts. So I don't know if it was a mistake that they were in this charity shop. He basically walked into the charity shop and they had six or seven of these shirts just sat in there, eight pound a pop. So he no bought, he bought he bought six of these six or six or seven of these shirts and basically then just gave them to people that he knew collected shirts and people that, that he knew wanted. I think he sold a couple of them as well. So I, I basically just bought that shirt off him for eight pounds. <laughs> they go over hundreds don't they know about that shirt because you they, can't they you do can't get yeah that anywhere it's a nice um, shirt as well it is it's really uh, i mean i'm fortunate enough to have one of each of the the, the two that we yeah, haven't we got had the first one the first one was the the one with the what i call the snowflake pattern in it wasn't it the was it was that and then the second one, one of them's got quick books on the front that's it that's the, not that's my, the my mind one. escapes me um, yeah, the second one's the snowflakes that's the one that's the one i've right. got because all the under armor shirts that season the player issue that's ones, it that yeah snowflakey vibe yeah on them, uh, didn't they? i think that they rate quite highly on the capitite scale i will say that <laughs> oh yeah but again this one's a small unfortunately it's very tight but yeah i got john terry's number name stuck on the back of it as, as well just because you know the player issue shirts so it's not john terry's shirt but it is a player issue shirt with 26 Terry on the bat from the one season he played with Villa. So again, that's it. That's a good one to own, but a ridiculous story to just walk in the charity shop. And he's a massive shirt collector as well. He didn't go in to yeah. buy a shirt to just walk in there and say like the Holy Grail of football shirts, like something that you never would have picked up. He's just ridiculous. I think it's mad. The joy in the collecting, isn't it? And I like the three yeah. stuff you told. You've got someone with a link to the club that's able to source one for you. You've got that charity shop story and then the eBay purchase. It's like, those are the three methods to collecting and, and success stories in every yeah. way it's really nice 
you almost feel bad though in some ways because you, the person knows what they've got. They're obviously probably going to going to sell it for more, but you, you never know how people have, have got hold of these things. Like how, how do you end up with a extra small number ten Jack Grealish yeah. shirt? Like how do you? How would you know if you're not a shirt collector? Like I went back and looked. I was like, I'm sure they've had a friendly in that shirt. They don't sell the extra smalls in the shop. Like I'm almost 100 percent sure that's his shirt. And I looked and I had played a guy a friendly in it. Like it's it's ridiculous, really, isn't it? It's also quite sad. But for people listening to this podcast, it's probably not sad. It's probably sad. <laughs> I was gonna no, it, 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 people will be impressed by that and they'll not be thinking that's sad. Um, but speaking of sort of like white kits and so on, I got a couple of questions for you as a Villa fan about obviously Villa fans can be quite particular about our kits and what they should look yeah. like. So I've got a couple of questions for you. So a Villa home shirt, should it have blue sleeves? <laughs> I would say yes, but then I love that Luke Roper shirt so much, so I completely go against that theory by that being one of my favourite shirts. It's, it's difficult. I like it should, but then some of my favourite shirts. I liked the LDV Vans <laughs> one that was like stripes. I like the Muller one that that was stripes. Traditional people will say it should, and it probably should. But every now and again, I don't mind a change. Yeah, it's funny because I've I've always in my head thought they should, but when I do exactly what you just did, if I list my three or four favourite shirts, I don't think any of them have got blue sleeves. Exactly. But next question: What about our aways? I see a lot of people talking about what colour we should have as an away shirt. Now, me, I I like a yellow away shirt. I love it when we have one. I see that as a proper Villa away colour. Obviously, some people like white, some people like black. Do you see a colour that we should have traditionally as our away, or or at least as a third shirt? We tend to have white quite a lot. There's been a lot of white shirts. It's been a f- hasn't been a really loads of yellow, has there? Because that mitre copy shirt is is one that you think of as Villa a yellow a yellow away. So that was a nice and popular kit. But we haven't had yellow too many times since. I don't think there should be a set color. My main thing with shirts is is that the third shirt I just always think should be a little bit out there. It should be something different. And the, the last few Villa third shirts they they probably have have been that even last season's like navy blue one with the like the lion's claw block print. Down it, I, I quite liked that it was something different. The season before, they had the map of Birmingham built into the into the white third shirt, so I like that. I just always think the third shirt should be something different. But why shirts? I, I don't really have a, a set preference villa wise for them. I think for me, I lean towards the yellows just because I, I I like them so much. And when I think back about villa away shirts, I I automatically think of the the yellow Henson away, the yellow Umber yeah. away. I think we had a Deodora yellow away. I think we had one with Hamor, one with Macron. So they're few, but they're, they are so spread out that I think we we don't necessarily associate that yellow as an away colour, do we? But I, I don't know why they always stick in my mind. And maybe it's just because yellow is a favourite colour of mine. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> One question I always ask everybody, what's your least favourite Villa home shirt? Probably the Macron one from the season we went down, just because of what it stood for. I mean, the Macron kits weren't brilliant, if we're being perfectly honest. They were a little bit boring. I just to have all the good marks that you could have and then end up with Macron and when you're trying to say you're a big club for me it isn't great and then when you get 17 points it makes it even worse so probably, <laughs> so probably, probably that one I would, I would say that, that, that home shirt doesn't really I don't have any fond memories at all really I think we beat Birmingham in the cup <laughs> that's probably about it and even that we probably should have lost we were awful so probably yeah. that those, those Macron shirts they were just a bit nothing there's a couple of away ones that were, that were decent that I liked that were a bit different the lime green one and the that like purple, purple and white away shirt. I liked that shirt because they were different. But the home ones would they would look exactly the same. Not three or four years running. They're just really boring. Yeah, I agree. My least favorite Villa shirt of all time is the is the Macron one. Ironically, I'm saying I like the yellow that had the bizarre yellow rib around the bottom. But it's quite funny because the guys over recent times we've all talked about Macron and how good they are. And I said the problem is as a Villa fan, you're scarred by the past. So when yeah. I think of Macron, I just think of the terrible, terrible run of kits that we had with them. We haven't for like three or four years. I reckon we probably won about 10 home games <laughs> three or four years in those Macron shirts, I reckon. I have a, a quick question to ask you, Dan, as well, actually. So you've mentioned, it sounds like you have like quite a few Grealish shirts. You mentioned the John Terry one, the Tammy Abraham one you're wearing at the moment. If you could combine any shirt with any player, that you know, a mix of eras... Which player would you like to see in which shirt? That's a really good question. Um, maybe Martinez in the old Asics goalkeeper tops. See, I didn't even mention them. They're 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 some of my favourites. I, I wait ages to get one of those rare Muller goalkeeper Asics goalkeeper tops. It cost me about three hundred and fifty, four hundred quid in, in the end to, to get one. You know, like the traffic lights one. 
Mm. Yeah. It took me ages to get that. I got. I had the other one. I've got it with Bosnich on the back. You know, the other one that was quite Larry that lots of teams had. I think Newcastle and Blackburn had it as well. But then I always really liked the the, the traffic light one because I really wanted it as a kid and never had it. So it kind of fed into being an adult and not having it either. I just seemed to never be able to get it. And then one day someone offered it me for like 350, 400 pounds. And I, I didn't really care about the money. I just was like, I have to have this shirt. So, so probably Amy Martinez in, in that show because I think he's such a good goalkeeper. And again, I like him as a like him as a player, I like him as a person. Probably him in one in one of those shirts because goalkeeper shirts aren't Larry enough nowadays. They need oh, to go not. back to being Larry like we're they were big, in those days. We're big advocates of those crazy nineties designs, but I think yeah, yeah, that's a, a good choice actually. And I was gonna another, another thing I was gonna ask you in terms of your collection, the next the next big shirt, the Grail shirt. But I feel like you might have already answered it if that was the Grail shirt. Yeah, but there's always more. You don't know, once you find one, there's there's always another one to, to be had, isn't there? Like the, it's, it's in your Villa fan, this shirt is virtually impossible. Like, there's no I, way I you're know, gonna get it. I know no what one's gonna, gonna say, say already. Yeah, the, the white Astic shirt that they wore once in a UEFA Cup game against Trans on Spore, I think it was. So again, I think they'll only be the shirts that were made for the players. Uh, if you've got that shirt, I don't know how I really don't know how you've got it. Hasn't Dave Hitchman got more? Oh, he's got everything. Like he's a joke. I don't, I don't know how, he, how he's got so many. He's got every shirt from every season. You know, I'm not far off having what I wanted. Because I wanted to have every home away and third from every season since I've had a season ticket. I think the only one I haven't got is that white Muller one. But I just know I'm never going to get it. Oh, and the and the Under Armour one we spoke about earlier. I could pro- I would probably get that at some point. But to get that white Asics, it, it's just never ever going to happen. I'm not going to get that shirt. Yeah, I think I think that's what we, we would refer to as a unicorn. That one, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, one of them was even to even pop up on on eBay or an auction site. I dread to even think the the figure that would be next to it. But if it did, would you go all out to get it? I'd go into the thousands probably, but I don't think I could. I couldn't go too far in. I just be ridiculous. I've slowed down a lot recently. I've not. I haven't bought shirt for, for age I go, through, I go through phases like i have six months where i buy loads and then i don't do anything for for the next six months it's just so rare i feel like i'd, I'd have to do it I, I feel like i'd look back one day and think that's one of the only ones you need and you've and you've not gone all out for it i can't remember what the most is i've ever spent on a shirt probably is that 400 pound okay. i'm looking to have picked up some ones that are probably worth <laughs> a lot of money for not very much money or just been given them so I, don't, I don't know about you what's the most you two have ever spent on a shirt I still so I've I've got two. One of mine, funnily enough, was supplied to me by uh AFC Kit Geek as well. <laughs> and that was <laughs> one of the one of the ASICs goalkeeper shirts, which to be fair to him, he did for me for a very, very good price. But the most expensive I bought was I've got a Bayern Munich 90th anniversary shirt, which aren't quite as rare as uh, say the white ASICs villa shirt, but is incredibly difficult to get hold of. So I think I paid about £230 for that one. So not not terrible. That's not crazy, um, Munna. Tom went a little higher, didn't you, mate? I did go a little higher. I have um, a Salomon Kalou match-worn shirt from the year Chelsea won the Champions League, you know, from a Champions League game that I was at. Oh, that's, that's, that's worth that's worth it, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I could see the glint in your eye when, you, when Mike asked you how far you'd go, and that's the glint of a man that definitely would go <laughs> for, for what he thought that shirt was worth. And I don't blame you at all, I think. You know, we all have that unicorn. And when it does come up, if we can, I don't see any harm in, in going for it at all. But I am really sorry, Dan. We are running a little bit out of time. That's so right. I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. And it's it's so nice to talk to you. You're a proper kit collector, one of us. And it's so lovely to hear those stories and to learn that. So thank you. No, mate, anytime. Love coming on and talking about shirts. So yeah, it's a hobby, isn't it? At the, at the end of the day, so people like talking about their hobbies, and it's, it's different to the normal stuff around football that I get to talk about. So yeah, I'd come on and talk about kids all day, every day. And it was nice to come on and talk about Villa without being told to shut up as well, which was great. Ideal, ideal. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really, really awesome feature this week, gents. Well done, and. Um... Dan joining us as well. What a coup. How do we manage that? So I actually used to work with Dan a little while back. And so I pestered him in the DMs to say, do you remember me? Can you come on and talk a bit about football shirts? But hope he enjoyed it and hopefully might have him back on again at some point. I'm sure not just us, but our listeners or listeners, should I say, very much look forward to that too. I know you will love it and it's back. Let's move on to Football Kit Room 101. 
I give up. An absolute disgrace. I am flabbergasted. Analyzer to the coach come home. Shocking. I am. I am disgusted with it. This comes from James, aka the classic Trefoil, aka the Trefoil Man on Twitter. Something I'd like to see go in Room 101 is the new Adidas logo, which I spotted on the admittedly lovely upcoming Mexico shirt that was leaked this week. If you've seen it, you'll know it's the familiar mountain logo with the ascending three stripes, but with the wording removed from under it. It's not that it's particularly ugly or intrusive in the way that some modern brand logos are. Castore. And I know the Adidas equipment shirts from the early 90s were generally great, but it just looks dull and, to be honest, like they couldn't be arsed. It also got me thinking, why can't they just bring the bloody trifoil back? It's wasted on the original's product line. In summary, middle-aged man prefers old things. Cheers, lads. Right, I'll start because my answer is short. I agree with him that they should just bring the Trefoil logo back, but I disagree on the new logo. I, I don't mind it at all. I think it's a, it's something different that will make the shirts look different, so in the future you'll, you'll be able to easily um, decipher which era it's from, and all they've done is reduce the wording, so I think, I think it actually looks quite neat, so I quite like it. In a turn up to the books, I'm going to agree with Scott. I hey. not not only do I agree about you know bringing the Trefoil back, I'd like to see it maybe a bit like uh, Nike did with the Futura logo on maybe third shirts or specials or something. That'd be cool. But the the new Adidas logo, personally, I I don't hate it. I, I I would go as far as saying I quite like it to be honest. With you. I think it looks modern. It looks clean. And we don't need Adidas written underneath to know that that is an Adidas logo. I think it. As he would have probably admit himself, it's just people of our age not liking change very much, isn't it? So, but for me, it stays, and I like it. And by the way, the Mexico kit looks amazing as well. So I think it's going to be a full house. Uh, yeah, we'd all love to see the trefoil back. It would be great, especially like you said, like with they could do something like Nike did with those Futura logos. Again, I think the, the change is reasonably inoffensive. It is modern, it is sleek, but it maybe is lacking a little bit of character. I prefer the the old one with the, the writing underneath, if I'm honest. But yeah, it's just going to take a bit of getting used to. You're right, it's a full house. I think we'd all love to see the Trefoil back. He's right about the story badge. But I'll be honest, if I had a few pints, I probably wouldn't even notice the difference between the old one and the new one. So we're not going to be placing this into Football Kit Room 101. So I think before we go this week, a special mention, Tom um, brought it up when we were speaking about the sponsors is the the Barcelona away shirt it caused a little bit the, the prices of dry fit advanced shirts this year had caused quite a stir when the shirt community found out what they were and then in in true hypocritical fashion it sold out from the night webs tight in under 12 hours so obviously not everybody was perturbed by the price but it's a great shirt they brought the Olympic colours into the cuffs on the sleeves which looks amazing that the detailed map and even the stadium doesn't look as bad as previous stadiums have been and for any inexperienced collectors out there that might be new um, I've seen a few people tweet that it's sold out on Twitter which is actually incorrect it has not sold out it has only sold out at one store so you can't get them from Nike anymore but Pro Direct have them there's a couple of good retailers in Spain that have them but just watch out for customs and don't forget that there are certain stores that for, for whatever reason, due to um, the manufacturer, they will get shirts not on the release day. So, for example, if you look out for things like Greaves Sports or Subside Sports, they usually tend to get the stock a little bit later than Nike. So if anybody's desperate for it, please do not pay somebody on eBay double the price because you think it's gone. Just be patient and they will again arrive and if everybody, I noticed that again, they're selling them with and without sponsors. So if you do have a preference or if you can't find one with a sponsor and you'd like one, there are plenty of legitimate sellers out there that are able to get a hold of official print that you could then add the sponsor to the shirt. So don't even be disheartened if you can only find a sponsorless version. There are ways around it and there are loads of people um, that are able to help with that. And I'm actually 
not going to list them because there's a few, but there's plenty of people you could ask if you want to find out where to get print. I'm normally damning on sponsorless shirts, but it could actually pay off in this Barcelona one because I, I have seen lots of rumours that they're going to try and play around with sponsors this year with Spotify and be creative and maybe put some artists and things on it. So actually it might open the door to you being able to buy a different sponsor from one of those reputable resellers and applying it to your sponsorless shirt yourself later during the season. And furthermore, just to add to that, we're talking about that shirt and printing, but maybe all these new releases and printing, always perhaps worth waiting if you want to get your shirts personalised because the transfer market is in full flow. There's lots of rumours about ingoings and outgoings. And Barcelona themselves, there's a lot of talk that Gavi is going to be changing number as well as a a load of other players. So don't get stung by going too early on a personalised shirt. We've seen number changes at Juve as well this week, haven't we? Yeah, uh, Vlavic gone from seven to nine, Chiesa on the seven. So, yeah. And United. Bruno Fernandes is going to eight at United. But I think, just to reiterate Tom's point there, if you're going to not print a shirt this transfer market, Barcelona is definitely the one not to print. Because I, I don't think there's ever been a more shambolically run club than there is at the moment with Barcelona. They've not paid any of their current players the wages... They're still signing players, but they can't register them to play for the club. So fuck knows who will be lining up for them come the start of the season. So that wraps up episode 27 of our podcast, but the first episode of They Think It's All Over. And guess what? It is now. Hey, he said the line. (laughs) 